Hey folks, want to let our Bay Area listeners know about a way you can see the Vicious Cycle hosts live. We'll be appearing at Sleepover with Sam and Molly on August 15th, 7 p.m. at Piano Fight in San Francisco. Sleepover is a variety show hosted by Sam DeSalvo and Molly Sanchez, and it's dedicated to nostalgia, comedy, and staying up past lights out. That's our kind of party. So we will be there singing our hits from the podcast. So check out our Facebook page for a link to tickets. Now on to our regularly scheduled programming. And welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Kate. I'm Meg T. And I'm Meg H. Meg H. Chewing a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't ready for us to hit record. Oh, God. So thanks for joining us, everyone. We are continuing our series on tampons and talking about all the things you should have known, wanted to know, don't know. Didn't know you didn't, didn't know. Didn't know you didn't know. And we should do a song know. right now. Okay. okay. Tampon song. Okay, I don't. Um, too much pressure. Uh, you tamp me right now. No. Right, no. no. <laughs> tampon me, love. <laughs> Everybody tells me so. Tampon me, love. No, no, no. no. When I'm bleeding monthly and I don't feel all right. <laughs> Put in that super plus and make me feel all right. I was going to say, and make sure it's there tight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care too much for maxi pads. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right. I was trying to think of a beautiful Great job. (laughs) So uh, in this episode, Meg Hayes is going to bring us some bleed search on uh, tampon health and the environment and just, you know, the science of the tampon. Um, But first, you guys. I want to do something first. Uh, I want to play you guys a phone call we got. So after we did the call in episode where people called in and told us their first time stories. Oh, yeah. We got a a few more. And one of them in particular made me, as the kids say, lol. (laughs) And I want you guys to listen to it. I don't think kids say that anymore. (laughs) I I don't think either. I think a bunch of 35 year olds say that. (laughs) 10 years ago, kids were saying that. (laughs) Um, Let me pull it up real quick. All right, here we go. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's Molly Sanchez. You are so funny. You're so thoughtful. This podcast is so necessary. Oh, I'm so glad to be your friend. Um, Okay, so my first time. So I read Judy Bloom as a young girl, and Judy Bloom makes it seem like periods are this bitchin' thing that everybody really wants to have. So I read a bunch of Judy Bloom books when someone was like, fuck, when am I going to get this period? I'm so excited. And I was so excited who get it that I actually um, faked it for the first time. <laughs> so we, um, I was probably 10 or 11, and uh, I really wanted to get my period. My brother used this pink um, Tweety Bird uh, toothpaste. So it's like, pink is the color of periods. No. <laughs> so I put some of that toothpaste on my underwear and just a little a little tiny dot of fake toothpaste on my underwear. And I, so later in the day, I called my mom and I'm like, Mother, I have begun my period. And she 
looked at it. And God bless my mom. She's, like, so sweet. She's like, oh, um, are you sure that, like, you didn't, like, cut yourself or accidentally, like, have a an alley or something on your vagina? And I was like, no, mother. I'm a woman now. She's like, okay. So she showed me, you know, pads that she had bought for me. And I put one on. And it just, I didn't know that, like, periods are a thing that keeps happening. I thought, one and done, baby, done, done, done. So I was like, that'll show her. I got it, done, over with. So when I actually got my real period, I was probably, it was probably, like, two years later. And I had a morning where I, like, I really fought with my mom. I was, like, really snappy and nasty. I was just, like, stressed about it all day. And, like, feeling so grumpy that I was mad at my mom. And I came home and I took out my pants. And there was not one little beep of blood. There was, like, a, I'm going to say, like, a big, like, whoosh of, like, brown blood there. Uh, and so I was like, oh, no. Now I'm actually a woman. So I called my mom crying. And I'm like, I'm sorry for fighting with you. And also... I lied to you. I just got my period for real. I'm really scared. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Molly. A, it was brown. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Again. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> so oh, <funny>. wow. <laughs> oh, so good. So funny. Molly. That's amazing. And just little pink toothpaste. I mean, <laughs> part of me thinks that her mom was probably like, Okay. <laughs> it smells minty, Molly. <laughs> Why does it smell like bubble yum? I also love how in Molly's retelling of the story, she's she's a 55-year-old woman. <laughs> mother. <laughs> oh, uh, Molly, thank you so much we for that you, amazing phone call. If anyone else out there ever faked their period, please let us know. Please. 9106-UTERUS. Call us. Yeah. Tell us your story. So I am going to talk to you guys about uh, seven problematic things about tampons. Ooh, I'm going to mainly reference a Bustle article from Rachel Krantz uh, from May of 2015. Uh, and I'll sprinkle in some other research that I did. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, number one. The FDA does not regulate ingredients used in feminine hygiene products. Oh, my God. I just learned this recently. Fun. insane. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Everything else is regulated, right? Like lotions. Right. But it seems like you're putting something up your it's hoo-ha. It's fucking yeah. stupid. Okay. So feminine hygiene products overall, the umbrella, mm-hmm. FDA doesn't require us telling us what ingredients are being used. Even like a, like a menstrual cup. Like we don't know what type of plastic was used or what toxins or whatever yeah. were used to or at least create the that. company doesn't have to they don't have to tell us yeah jack shit um so the fda does though require that the performance claims made in the advertisements match like what they actually do <laughs> so someone was someone was quoted like yeah i've definitely seen like gone to see how they test the absorbency but i don't know what the fuck's in them <laughs> Like they have to be, you know, if they Crazy. say they're going to absorb blood, they have to do that. Basically, uh, the FDA requires that they okay, advertise sure. appropriately, but they don't tell us like what cotton, what is what in that them. cotton is right. made no. of. Okay, no. So we have to start making the ads say that they won't kill us, and then they have to prove that. I guess. <laughs> Great idea. Perfect. Mike. So that's number one. Okay. Uh, number two, our vaginas are hella absorbent. 
um, were uh, our vagus are lined with permeable mucous membranes which protect the body from bacteria but which can also easily absorb or be irritated by chemicals um these uh, membranes are filled with blood vessels which means like anything that uh, we absorb can easily get into our bloodstream that's why because there was that thing going around where like people were soaking their tampons yes, and vodka exactly and they were like don't do that to, to get yeah. drunk and put yeah. it in them yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's like they were they referenced that they were like yeah you know that fad of how you get wasted with vodka laden tampons huh. like that's how absorbent Guys, our bodies let's do are. an episode where we do that and then do an episode <laughs> recording in the hospital oh my god aunt Deanna will not approve <laughs> also my cousin kelly texted me after that episode and she's like you curse as much as you want <laughs> hi kelly love you Aww. um Oh, yeah. So I guess there's um, they, they referenced that studies show that estrogen can be absorbed vaginally 10 to 80 times the rate of taking it orally. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. So maybe that's what like NuvaRing. Yeah. So it basically shows how absorbent our vaginas are. Wow. Yeah. Our vaginas are amazing. They are. Okay. I mean, straight up. They can absorb goose fat. They can absorb. <laughs> As we talked about in last episode. Honey Papyrus. and from the Nile. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're hella absorbent. So that means, you know, they probably absorb the pesticides and chlorine that may or may not be in our tampons. Sweet. Having fun yet? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, chlorine is in tampons. Why? Number three, pesticides (laughs) aren't great for your vagina. (laughs) I think I rename, I I don't remember if I rename some of these or if this is legitimately from the Bustle article. (laughs) Women's uh, Voice for the Earth uh, has found a wide variety of chemicals and pesticides can contaminate cotton tampons, including, and this is fun, also just frame of reference, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, it maybe shouldn't go up your vagina. Fair point. Good tip. (laughs) Prosimidon and piperonyl butoxide. (laughs) Which the EPA deem a probable human carcinogen. Ah, why are they in tampons? <laughs> what? Are, yeah. they, are these in current tampons or tampons of yes. yesteryear? No, I believe these are current. Oh, jeez. Uh, it oh also God. says, shockingly, not much, not much research into the risks women are exposed to has been uh, oh, done. Of course not. And that yeah. was that I saw that in multiple articles. Uh. So it's kind of like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Number four, uh, there are unknown long-term effects of chlorine bleaching uh, and, you know, what happens when you insert something with chlorine inside of you. I mean, yeah, I kind of want to hear somebody who designs tampons reason for... Well, one reason for chlorine is that it's cheaper because the natural way to bleach the cotton is to use hydrogen peroxide, which I think people do that, you know, if you buy a tampon that's chlorine free, Mm -hmm. they're probably using hydrogen peroxide, but it's pricier. So a lot of big companies use chlorine. But is it just purely to make the tampons white or is it also like a hygienic That's a really good question. I don't know. I'm like, I don't give a shit if my tampon's white. I mean, it's cotton, so it's naturally white. So I would assume it's some yeah, sort of cleaning. Because right. hydrogen peroxide, I use to gargle sometimes. Yeah. It can be used as like a cleaning right. agent. I used to put it in my ears. Yeah. I don't totally know why. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> Maybe why that's why I can't I hear out of my left Maybe ear. that's why you all sound like this. <laughs> 
So, oh, here you go, Meg. Chlorine is used to whiten and disinfect raw materials, but it leaves behind these dioxin residues in the fibers of the tampon. Again, this is all from this bustler. Dioxin, which is the thing that we learned can cause endometriosis in monkeys. There you go. Remember? Dioxin. Dioxins are carcinogens, which are cancer-causing agents. They've also been linked to abnormal tissue growth. Endometriosis. So when we pull a tampon outside of our body, small parts of these fibers uh, sometimes break off and hang outside our vaginal canal. These fibers can create a bleeding ground, a breeding ground (laughs) for bacteria, and that's where toxic shock can happen. Okay. Ah! Um, and it's, as, as I said, it's not the only sterilizing option. You could also do hydrogen peroxide, but it's more expensive. So not a so lot they of use chlorine to save money. Yep. Okay. <gasps> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Cool. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Way to get a Meg. Um, um, there is a huge environmental footprint as well mm. that tampons can cause. This article says average women use eleven to 16,000 tampons. You said on the higher side, six, over 16,000 mm-hmm. uh, in their lifetime. And a lot of these use plastic applicators um, that don't biodegrade. Also, chlorine bleaching can fall into our oceans and can kill animals. Um, and pesticides can also affect our air quality. The pesticides used for the cotton. Because like we forget cotton's just a crop. So if right, you think right. of like any issues we have with food being like, you know, food that we eat having pesticides, like cotton has yep. the same issue. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so there was an estimate. There's this, there's this, I guess, publication called um, Natural Savvy. And they estimated that by using plastic-laden uh, feminine hygiene products, we add the equivalent of 180 billion plastic bags to our waste system. No. That seemed shocking to me. And I've never heard of that publication before, so I would take it with a grain of salt, but Bustle used it, so. Um, yeah, that's depressing. Yeah. So basically, uh, the most eco-friendly uh, product to use are menstrual cups. After that would be tampons with a cardboard applicator or no applicator ah. at all. Uh. Yeah, uh, I, know. I know. Period finger. <laughs> we talked about this. Talk about- <laughs> I know. I still love my pearls. Um. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. <laughs> Get your hands off my pearls. <laughs> um, number six. Plastic in and around your pussy isn't the greatest. <laughs> um, the average pad is equivalent to four plastic bags. According to this what? article, the average pad pad is the equivalent to four plastic bags. Yeah. Uh, Guys, it's surrounded I don't... in plastic. Yeah, yeah, and it's got to have that kind of plastic bottom. Maybe we should it? go back to goose oil, you guys. Hey, hey, oh, earth and honey, the goose fats. Take a trip to the Nile. I've always wanted to see Egypt. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Also, like pads aren't great either. There's the whole next thing is about chemicals like BPA and BPS disrupt embryonic development and are linked to heart disease and cancer and they can be on your pads. So that's why that's why the the title of this heading is like in and plastic in and around your pussy. Right. So even if your pussy is like resting on a pad, pads still pads still don't have to divulge what ingredients are used. Also, synthetics and plastics um, just in and around your vagina don't really help with, like, airflow. So you could get, you know, um, bacteria in there, yeast yeast infections and the like. That's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Yeah. Fun times. And number seven, there's very little research and not enough data Ugh. to support any of these things. Like I said earlier, there's not many studies of how women are affected long term by all of yeah. these things. Okay, so like, oh, this is so upsetting, but maybe this is me just being like defensive or maybe it's me just being optimistic, but like. Because you love your tampon? Because I love my tampon. Yeah. And my pads. It's okay. I've got some some positives. Like, like, it's the same way I sort of feel about like germs in general. Yeah. Like, I haven't died yet. Right. right? Exactly. I haven't died yet. I don't have, for all I know, any dioxins in my hoo-ha. Yes. Like, so I'm like, yes, 100%. I'm not trying to like discount all this stuff, but it's like, but we've we're fine right uh-huh. like yes. we are fine <laughs> so there was a vogue article that i read and they uh, it started by quoting lena dunham who was giving a shout out to lola and lola oh. um lola's uh company who you know they has kind of, organic tampons yeah they're yeah. very like uh very organic and they offer like all sorts of hygiene products, including like lube and condoms. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they're open about their ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I think they say that's like only four ingredients or something. Like so basically this Vogue, art, part of this Vogue article, they interviewed a doctor named Dr. Lena Nathan. Um, and she basically said it's good to know what substances are being, we're being exposed to. It's a great, um, you know, organic cotton tampons are a great choice for women seeking more natural and transparent options, but it's not mandatory. She said, we haven't seen a connection to drugstore tampons and an increase in hormonal issues, abnormal tissue growth, immune system issues. She says we haven't seen any, like, concrete evidence that we're, we're seeing an increase in any of those things because okay. of tampons. Okay. Which made me breathe a little bit easier. Okay. Right. Um, she said what con- what toxins we encounter via tampons are small compared to what we encounter in our daily life, <laughs> which is yeah. like both okay. good and bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. Um, also, she said, though, that this could be a lack of interest in the topic. There aren't that many studies showing the long term effects. So she she also agreed that people just aren't that people, meaning men, legislators aren't really interested in sure. putting much money into this. Right. Mm. Um and she said that she would be really interested to see targeted studies on the long-term effects of all of these things in our right. tampons. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. you're saying, we haven't died yet. There isn't like a shocking increase in Cervical any of those areas. Yeah. Have, I don't know. Maybe right. there is. Um, well, also, so in getting into toxic shock. Yeah. Um, I want to know. I mean, so, I mean, I... I feel like toxic shock was something that was always like lorded over yeah, us, right. but I yeah. don't know anyone that's ever had it. Yeah. Or, and yeah. I think that we could probably do an extension episode sure. if we reach out to people that have actually yeah, had it. Absolutely. I mean, I know Tiffany Haddish has talked about it. I heard an interview. She had it? Tiffany Haddish? Yeah. The comedian. Yes. Wow. Uh, and for her, it was like immediate. Like what? she put it inside of her and she was in the hospital. It was immediate. Yeah. So I wonder if people have that reaction or if it's like, I left it in. Because like, yeah, that's the fear, right? So what? Yeah. Um, So toxic shock is very rare. um, And it, it, I think it's connected to the use of rayon, which is still used in tampons and prolonged use and high absorbency, Mm. which I said earlier, I think. So in 1982, the FDA required that labels advise that the people using tampons use the least absorbency necessary yeah again they're not telling us what's in the products they're just saying if you don't need a super tampon don't use it Mm -hmm. right thanks 
Super helpful. Thanks. And then in 1990, they introduced a consistent language like light, regular, and super tampons. So people had an understanding of how what the absorbency level is. Okay. Um, and there has been a decrease in toxic shock, which could have to do with the fact that um, uh, companies removed the following from tampons. Polyester. Carboxymethicellulose. <laughs> Polyacrylate rayon. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> Poly. Um, uh, however, they still use the highly absorbent viscous rayon. Rayon. Jesus. Viscous so, rayon. So also, wait, let me just count the number of letters that are in this ingredient. <laughs> Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 20, 22 letters. What is that? What is the word? Carboxymethyl, methyl, Carb, gonna go forget it again. <laughs> Carboxymethylcellulose. Going back to your 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 pro tip, I think if we can't pronounce it, it shouldn't be in our shouldn't vagina. be in our us. pussies. Um, Thank yeah. you. One positive is I found stories of two female Congresswomen from New York uh, who have introduced bills um, to kind of help in these areas. Carolyn Maloney has introduced the Robin Danielson. Feminine Hygiene Product Safety Act. And it was named after a woman who died from toxic shock. Oh, jeez. Um, she has introduced this bill 10 times. Oh, it, my gosh. It's never gone out of... Um, committee? Committee. Wow. Um, the act demands independent testing of all feminine hygiene products by the National Institute of Health and then making those findings public. I, not radical at so all. So it's right. like a big rayon paying off some like <laughs> Republican the rayon lobbies. Jeez, I know. Who knew that? I know feminine hygiene products are a lobby. I guess that are powerful. Or, so or the chemicals been, in them. You know. Yeah. So she's yeah. been trying to do this for over a decade. Wow. Well over a decade. Uh, and the latest thing I saw was in 2017. So it'd be. I would love to reach out to her to see yeah. like the. Um, status of this bill to see yeah. if we can call people. Um, I also found another congresswoman from New York, New York State as well named Grace Meng, and she introduced the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, which would require feminine hygiene products to tell us what's in their products. Mm. So women are getting shit done. This is why it's important to have women, female politicians, mm-hmm. because... I mean, I don't know if for sure these women are Democrats or Republicans, but I feel like women on both sides of the aisle have to deal with periods. And I would imagine that like more women in general is going to help highlight these issues. So maybe I'll reach out to those women. It'd It'd be be amazing to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I found a little info, not that much, but it was interesting enough where I want to read it to you. Um, And I have a question. So don't let me forget I have a question. Okay. Okay, so this is from a Washington Post article uh, from March of 2016. Uh, And the headline is, Women are still getting toxic shock syndrome and no one quite knows why. Since December of 2015, there had been five reported cases of menstrual-related toxic shock syndrome in the state of Michigan. So that was between December and March. Um, According to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, the state has seen an average of fewer than four cases annually over the last decade. And so then five women in four months mm-hmm. got TSS. A link to tampon usage caused by the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus or... St- so staph infection? Yeah, or Maybe? strep, streptococcus pyogenes. 
maybe both of them, and considered to be life-threatening. The sudden disease increase in TSS cases is both notable and worrisome. The young women are linked by the feminine hygiene products they were using. Four of the five were using super absorbency tampons. Okay. And four of the five were using brand Playtex Sport. Sorry to call a bitch out, but oh, Playtex. Shit. Not looking too good. Uh, there was one case involving you by Kotex. Anywho. Hmm. That's interesting. Because my question is, if you've successfully used tampons for a while, are you still at risk or like, I did you know? read that it usually happens in women under 30. I don't know why that is. Maybe yeah. because through our research, we know that as you get older, your periods tend to get lighter. Not mm. always, yeah, but that's, that's fair. I think when we you're could, younger, you need heavier absorbent. Yeah. Mm. I just looked up the symptoms of toxic shock. Just, to, just to remind everybody, uh, it could be I mean it sounds like it could be anything but mm-hmm. pain areas in the abdomen or muscles high fever chills dizziness fainting fatigue peeling or rashes vomiting hmm. sore throat mental confusion I guess you know if you're experiencing any of those things just go see a just doctor go to the doctor um I, I actually called my mom today because I knew we were going to be doing something on toxic shock mm-hmm. and I because I remember her telling me that my grandma had toxic shock oh wow and so it always sort of stuck with stu- stuck with me because she would you know have you taken your tampon out and i would tell her like oh yeah whatever it's like, maybe <laughs> and she was like well you know grandma had toxic shock so just be careful and i called hmm. her today and i was like mom i remember you telling me when i was younger that grandma had toxic shock like can you tell me a little bit about that she goes oh no out I think one time her tampon just got stuck in her. She had to go to a doctor. You know, I don't think she ever had toxic shock. Like, oh, why would you say that? She's like, it was just a way to get you to change Fear your tampon. <laughs> just terrifying you. I'm like, so thanks for all the truth, mom. Love that. <laughs> Love it so much. Honesty. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, no, that's interesting. I've always wondered about that. Um, and I did remember reading that like there were a lot of cases in like the 70s and 80s. So when right. we were growing up, it was probably like still fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in hearing about how the FDA actually can be helpful in lowering mm-hmm. TSS, um, it sounds like it's gone down since all of those um, disgusting ingredients were taken out. Yeah. But Rayon still lives on. <laughs> Fuck you, Rayon. Rayon lives on. Vicious. tampon jokes for you because when I was doing this research I was like fuck my life I I will say that doctor from UCLA made me feel a little bit better like okay well we would have been seeing like you know we we're not seeing like a notable like you know terror of using over-the-counter tampons and you know sometimes people can't afford organic tampons yeah use what you can that's my question is like if I switch what's that gonna do to my budget you know right I mean I the nice thing about what I just bought, I think it's called L from Target. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's from Target. It's easy to get. And yeah. I don't, I didn't, it didn't feel like a, a whole ton of money. Cool. I think good. it was like nine bucks for a yeah. tub. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Tub. That sounds a like a tub lot. of tampons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got some, uh, I've got some tampon jokes. I will say there's some great tampon or period related memes. I feel like that is really where the comedy lies on <laughs> online. Um, so this is a fun thread uh, where <clears throat> I'm assuming a bleeder. 
um, called Neon Justice says, when you have your period, do you ever take a shower and stand there in the water and watch all the blood go down the drain and pretend that you just survived a gang battle and it's like a really dramatic time for you? (laughs) And then (laughs) a person who I assume is a man responds and says, is this what girls fucking think about? And then another bleeder (laughs) says, we get our period one time a month every month from ages 12 to 55. That's a lot of fucking blood. We might as well try to make it fun. (laughs) That's so funny. I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever been bleeding so much that I can see it go down the drain. Yeah, I have. But but as soon as you said that, I thought of the movie Psycho. Oh, Oh, nice. Good times. Uh, and then this one says, when you ask if anyone has a spare tampon, and they do, and it just shows the final scene from Thelma and Louise where they uh, drive off <laughs> and holding hands. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Uh, and then it, this one says, it's so fucking weird how girls can just tell when our periods start, like the exact fucking moment. You're just sitting in bed or standing in line for groceries, and your face does that kind of thing in that So Raven, where Raven gets a vision. <laughs> post those on our social yes we can do that since i've since i've gone off birth control i have been so much more aware of that feeling because for so many years Mm. like i wouldn't be really bleeding and Mm -hmm. so like the other day i was at work and it happened and i was just like (gasps) and i knew exactly what it was and it's like and then i feel really proud of myself that i was right like i was right like i was bleeding i know myself i gotta say i think i'm like just i feel like i can feel it less because I mean because one I feel like I get a lot of false starts Mm. where I'm like oh oh this is definitely my period I better run to the bathroom immediately and then I get there there's nothing I'm like what am I feeling like it's do you feel like like the the feel of like flow out of your yes I feel that sometimes too and I wonder if that's just like tingling in your pubic hair maybe oh maybe do you have pubic hair you have pubic hair I do I'm I've, I've lots seen of it. it. <laughs> she knows. We. I've seen it. Do at you a have pubic lice? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no comment. Tingling in your baby we can Because I'm no I, comment. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like sometimes I feel. For me, it's. I don't feel when I know I have my period. I don't feel like the flow, but I feel like the cramp and the like squeeze uh, and uh, the uh, pressure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, typically now it's like I'll get. Uh, the light day before I get the cramps. Mm. But it's like, you know, that feeling once you like, you know, that's why I got to say it's really tough to like have all this knowledge about why I shouldn't use a tampon after having tried a menstrual cup and Mm. pads. And like I had a period that was like kind of rocky. So I tried and I saw a video about how terrible tampons are for the environment. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use my diva cup, uh, which is, too big for me we've decided um but all day super uncomfortable i have to get a smaller one um and then after that i was like okay well i don't want to put anything else at me right now so i used a pad to sleep and i hated both Mm -hmm. because like the pad thing it's like as i'm sleeping it just feels like i'm bleeding out right yeah yeah. and it's just not a good feeling i mean yeah i love tampons and i'm gonna keep using them yeah um I think it's good to know what's in them and to know Agreed. that there are options. Uh, so I don't think people should just be like throwing tampons away. Because yeah. I agree with you. You got to use what feels right to you. Right. And Meg, maybe yeah. you, this is a good note to you to stop putting tampons in preemptively. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I well, read. Yeah, I only read. Only use what you need. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't. 
I wouldn't say when I use them preemptively, it's like the day that it's going to start mm-hmm. and it just hasn't started yet. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's 10 and it might start mm-hmm. at three. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm not like walking around for days. Sure. Without them. But yeah, it, yeah. Uh, in the research, it, yeah. it mentioned yeah. like only use it when you're actively <sighs> flowing, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to use the other products. Like I know that um, I don't know if Diva Cup does this, but I know menstrual cup companies have sizes. You can figure yeah. out what size works right. best yeah. for you. Yeah. So I think Diva so, Cup only has two sizes, but I think other companies might have more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to use. Well, yeah, we should try to some. try yeah. all the different products. Yeah, I'm and I'm excited to use this organic tampon to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a short video. It is from one Cameron Esposito, but I basically just typed in people like comics that I like period joke to see what popped up um and Cameron Esposito popped up and she was like men no need to tell period jokes anymore I came up with the best one and then it was a a link to this so if you think periods are disgusting you have no idea how disgusting periods actually are actually held a chunk of my blood have you guys like picked up a chunk i haven't but i have marveled at it i too have marveled at the viscosity uh, <laughs> good word and the and and the um uh amount but it's never been in a shape but i do have a friend uh who when she was on a birth control it was making her period all crazy and she said that she uh like Again, I don't even know what the right verb is. Uh, evacuated her her uterus and it was like a a piece of chicken skin. Whoa! But like period color. Whoa! But she was just like it was solid and thin and yeah and like but like I think like thick like oh and yeah anywho she was like that I knew I had to change up what I was putting in my body. Wow. All right, so now we're going to do a Why I Cried This Week. Why did I cry this week? Cry this week. Nobody's supposed to be here. When I talk about why I cried this week. So my Why I Cried This Week is very podcast-centered. Um... I was re-listening to Nancy because I somehow fell off the wagon that Nancy's had like two seasons come out. Nancy's a podcast uh, out of WNYC uh, and it's uh, hosted by uh, two Asian Americans. 
um, a gay guy and then a girl. I think she identifies as bi. Okay. Um, bi or queer. She's like mostly lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a great show. Um, And one of the co-hosts, Tobin, interviews Alan Cumming. Um, who has, you know, Mick, um, who has a cabaret show and he starts talking about, so his show is a lot about being an immigrant, um, but also about the love of his country of Scotland. Um, but he just said something really beautiful about being Scottish and how, um, over sentimentality is like a big part of cultural aspect of being Scottish. Mm. Um, and he was saying that Celts like, are able to handle sentimentality better than Americans. And I like really connected to that as someone that's like half Scotch-Irish. Yeah, it was just really sweet. The idea of like sentimentality not being a negative thing. Yeah. And being able to just sit with your feelings like um, and be thoughtful and like emotional about things. He said like, um, you know, Celts like we cry a lot, and I was like, oh, maybe Aww. that's why I cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think I take after my dad a lot, who's like full Scotch Irish. Um, yeah, and he was saying like drinking and over sentimentality are like the two favorite <laughs> pastimes of Scotland. Um, yeah, it was just really beautiful. It just really hit me. Like, yeah, sometimes we don't know like why we are the way we are. Right. And maybe that's not why I'm that way, but maybe it is. Maybe you were PMSing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, get out. <laughs> For the last 32 years? <laughs> well, and I think that is really powerful to me, the idea that, like, it's a trait as opposed to a weakness. Yeah. You know? He was yeah. like, he was like, by definition, it's not a negative thing. Yeah. He's like, I think we, as Celtic people, do it better than Americans. We can sit and be, like, weepy and overly sentimental. Yeah. We can cry in front of each other. Yeah, people aren't judging each other for it. And yeah. I was like, whoa. It just really um, resonated with me. Aww. Yeah, it was really, it. It's a really sweet um, interview. I would recommend it. Um, so I've been, like, probably crying daily based on things I see online, uh, just because there's a lot out there. But today specifically, um, I was uh, watching clips of old Barbara Walters interviews for reasons I don't have to explain. (laughs) I don't have to explain myself to you guys. Um, But they showed this one clip and it was only like a minute and a half and it was talking to Julie Andrews after she had this surgery that hurt her vocal cords. And I like... It was only two minutes, and yet I'm, like, weeping at my computer. And, like, my husband's, like, working just, like, five feet away from me. And he, like, looks over, and I'm just, like, Because she's, like, because, I mean, you know, Barbara Walters, she's always, like, trying to ask the questions that make the tears come. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, you know, tell me about the surgery and Julie Andrews and her, like, beautiful, like, lilty voice. is like, it wasn't supposed to have any effect on my vocal cords, but yet ever since then I – haven't been able to sing and Barbara Walters is like so what does that mean for you and will you ever be able will Julie Andrews ever sing again and she like sits with it for a second and then says honestly I think I'm still in denial I believe I will because if I don't have that belief then I will be devastated and who am I and then and I was just like oh my god and she keeps it together like she never loses it so I'm like losing it for her (laughs) and then and then Barbara Walters reads this quote that's like um, if if something like if Julie Andrews has lost her voice and the world has lost the greatest gift or something like that, oh and I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, because you oh. know it's like um, what is it called? Literary like irony. Yeah. What is that <laughs> literary term called? 
dramatic irony. Where, oh, like, yeah. the audience knows something that the, yes. people, oh, that yes. the character doesn't know. And you're yes. like, you won't Like, so I know that it. her voice didn't come back. Oh, and I'm just God. like, ugh. But yeah, you she's sing, just. sing, speak in Princess Diary. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, just imagine having Julie Andrews' voice and then being told you can't do that. And she was just <sighs> like, I can't imagine not singing. And then she, like, remembers. She was just like, I mean, singing with an orchestra. And then, like, there's just this, like, she makes this face that's like, She's all of a sudden there with an orchestra singing and also like the pain of thinking that might not happen. I was just like, oh, uh, it's too much. Too much. And that was like yeah. a two minute clip, guys. Wow. Uh, oh. Speaking of music making you cry, mm. there was a really short clip of a toddler watching um, a piano, a pianist play Moonlight's, is it called Moonlight Sonata? Yeah. Da, na, 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 na. It's the first time this kid's heard it and he's just like weeping yeah. at the thought of, at the, at a, the, cho- a at baby? The music yeah. has moved him yes. so no! much. No! That's why I cried three days ago. Yep. <laughs> that's why I cried. Because that's me at every video flash mob, you no. guys. It's a baby It's cro- beautiful. Well, he's like a toddler. He's he like, he's maybe like two, two years old. Moved to tears by what? Moonlight Sonata. And yeah, he's just like stunned by the beauty of this music. And I'm oh. like, baby, I am with you. Yes. <sighs> All right. Feels good. Feels good, good to, to cry. cry. Meg, thank you so much for that depressing, uh, but illuminating information about tampons. Um, and thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week when we'll be discussing tampon taboos. And hopefully we're playing some of your phone calls. Yeah. Keep calling us. Yeah. Tell us your stories. All of them. Tampon related. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you miss us during the week, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. We're Vicious Cycle Podcast. Please, you know, rate us five stars and review us on iTunes. It really helps get our, you know, message out. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your, um, the bleeders you consider enemies. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much. Remember to keep calm. And tampon. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.